Welcome to the YWAM Schools of Worship podcast, imparting and mentoring on our values for our schools of worship and other YWAM worship ministries. Introducing your host, Jorge Jimenez. Well, welcome to the School of Worship podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to, to bless and to impart, to teach, to share the heart of the schools of worship topics that we uh, that we impart into the schools of worship. Today, I have the privilege to have Chris McCall. Chris is going to introduce himself to us, mm-hmm. but uh, we're going to be talking today about worship leading. Why do we teach uh, worship leading or teen dynamics in, in, in the schools of worship as a, as a value, as an essential value in the schools of worship? So, Chris, welcome. Hey, it's good to be here. Yeah, and uh, would you would you tell us a little bit about you, your background, where are you leading the school of worship right now? Yeah, yeah all that stuff. Well, I'm Chris McCall. I'm the husband of one wife. <laughs> <laughs> I have four kids. Uh, my wife's name is Lizzie, and I have four kids. My oldest is Malachi. Next is Lila. My next one is Rayma, and then my last one is no, nah, maybe not last one, but our, my fourth one is Moses. So two boys and two girls. Mm-hmm. We live in, in Kona, Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, you lead the School of Worship in, in Kona, Hawaii, alongside with, uh, with Manuel. Manuel, yes. Yeah, Manuel is from Switzerland. So. Yeah, so don't, don't let the name fool you, because I've been talking about Manuel for a long time with my wife, and so the whole time she was picturing a Hispanic guy. Yeah. yeah uh, but we're, we're originally from California, and so all the Manuels we know are from Mexico. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. so Manuel, you are very, you're Swiss. So. You are very much not Mexican. Yeah. And we and, love you. Uh, you know, Chris, you, uh, the Lord has given you a gift for, for worship leading. And, and one, one thing about Chris McCall, since the day that I met uh, Chris, is that uh, I, I saw somebody who, who is a servant, somebody who wants to submit to the Lord, and somebody, when it comes to the area of worship leading, somebody who is an anointing worship leader. When it comes to anointing, only the Lord can give that, only the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. can give that. And, and Chris, I just wanted to tell you, in front of everybody, <laughs> I see you as an anointed worship leader. Yeah. So you're here in, in Kona now. Yep. We're actually, we are in Kona, Hawaii. We're <laughs> actually yeah in some meetings right now. Uh, it's such a good time being part of the Uniquips uh, for the University of the Nations. Chris, when it comes to the area of worship leading, why do you think we, we want to teach this in the schools of worship? Yeah. One of the main reasons I really feel why we should be teaching this is we train our pastors to teach. We train our pastors to know the Bible and how to disciple. It's, I'm talking about the church context right now, local church context. But then we just look for the one who maybe has the best musical skill or gifting, and then we say, okay, these are some songs you could lead for us. And then maybe you can gra- gather some other musicians who are good around you and maybe create a band. And right. you guys can start leading the worship for us. And and. How, I, I don't know how many times I've been in the context where I've seen this happen and there was never a conversation of, have you done this before? Do you know anything about the Bible? How long have you been a Christian? Mm-hmm. This is the time to know someone's character, too. Uh, and so there's a lack, I've seen a lack of training mm-hmm. for worship leaders uh, globally, internationally, and not mm-hmm. just in the U.S. or the Western world, but I've seen it globally where we find the one who can play the music and they have a pulse and they love Jesus enough that we go, okay, we'll put you in front of everyone. But maybe not uh, knowing how to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and maybe not even knowing what their theology is or what the Bible actually says about certain things. Right, right. 
Right. And, and as you know, Chris, you know, we as a school of worship, we, we put emphasis in three areas. You know, the, the heart, of course, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I can be the most skillful person in the world, but if I don't have the heart to worship, you know, that worship might, might not pass the ceiling, <laughs> you know. Uh, the head, you know, we want to know what worship is. You know, what yeah. does the word of the Lord says about worship? And, and obviously the hands, you know, we, uh, Psalm 33, 3 says that when we do something, let's do it in a skillful yeah. way. And what you're saying is very true. Many yeah. times we don't, we are very good in youth with the mission. You know, we see this very often, you know, uh, we, we put a lot of emphasis in the heart. We put a lot of emphasis in, in the knowledge, you know, the, the head. Uh, and sometimes the area of the hands is a little more behind, mm-hmm. you know, it's more mm-hmm. like, it's, it's not a quite balanced kind of type thing. It's not about putting the skill first, but but one of the hearts of the school of worship is actually bring the area again. You know, this mm-hmm. is one of the reasons why we exist. Yeah. And if we're gonna do it, and if we have talents on doing worship or playing an instrument, whatever that is, we want to do it well. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things too that. I, all of those parts are valid, and, and sometimes the best way to learn something is just by doing it. But what more beautiful way to learn than to do it under the instruction of someone who's done it before yes. and has all the training yes. to help impart. And so and that's one of the things I love about the School of Worship and, the, and some of the things we do here in Kona is when we're leading a set in the prayer room, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, they see me lead it with my team, and then I incorporate people to be a part of it. And they lead together with me, and then they have opportunity to lead, but then the safety of me being there with them. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's not void of any, uh, we've been using the word assessment, Mm -hmm. but uh, just to be able to go, hey, here's the feedback. Mm -hmm. And here's where I think you hit the mark, and here's where we could grow. But these are ways, because we, at the end of the day, we're all still learning and growing. And so it's to be able to put that heart of, of, of just wanting to learn, the hunger to learn, mm-hmm. and to continue to grow in, in the thing that God's called us to. Yeah. As worship leaders, God has called us to really high, high calling. Yeah. And so we don't want to take that for granted, and we don't want to just say, okay, I'm pretty good now. We want to keep leaning into the Lord and say, gosh, Always. you're infinite, God, so I want Always. to know more. Yeah. You know, I called it, I call it a, a cruise control, you know, mm. a cruise control in a car. We yeah. push the button, the car goes by itself. Uh, it's the same with our spiritual life. Sometimes in the beginning of our ministry, we are asking the Lord, Lord, would you help us and help us, push us, you know, mm. push me, Lord, help me. And, and we get to a point where, where uh, we think that we can do it by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then we push that spiritual cross control button. Yeah. And we say to the Lord, we don't need you anymore. And, and we, no, we cannot live with, with that mindset. So yeah. why, why as worship leaders, Chris, and I know this is a very actually generic question or a very mm-hmm. obvious question, but mm-hmm. but sometimes we forget the basics, and we yeah. are very good forgetting the basics many times. Mm-hmm. Why is seeking the Lord so important? Why why those basic things are so important for us as worship leaders? No matter what we do in, in a worship team, you know, if you're the leader or the bass player or mm-hmm. the drummer, the keyboard player, the piano player, it doesn't matter. But but why do we want to lean on Him all the time? Yeah, I, I would say this. The, the first thing I thought of was that he is our example of how to lead and how to um, approach yes. our lives. Yes. So the more we come to him, mm-hmm. the more we get his heart for how to do things. And we read in Philippians that Jesus mm-hmm. humbled himself. He, mm-hmm. he had all the things that he could have ever wanted. He had all the power in the world. He had all the authority in the world. Mm-hmm. And yet he humbled himself yeah. 
to become a human, and then on top of that, he humbled himself to the point of death on a cross. Right. And so it helps us to remember, here's what Jesus modeled. Yeah. And if Jesus modeled that, then we were reminded that actually the worship ministry has never been about us or about people seeing us on this platform, that, we're at, yeah, that we are actually servants and that we're in a higher calling of a servant. And he's called us to, uh, to lead the servants yes. into a further servanthood. Yes. Uh, and at the end of the day, they shouldn't even see us mm-hmm. when we're leading. They should somehow just see Jesus. And then yeah. his presence made known in those times. Yeah. As we seek the Lord, it becomes easier to let it be about the Lord rather than about ourselves. Exactly. Uh, it's very interesting because actually today in the Uniquip, mm. we were talking or the discussion was about leadership mm-hmm. about what kind of leadership do we model to yeah. others you know one was transactional leadership which is basically about me uh, selfish mm-hmm. um, I want to do it because I just want to ask somebody to do something or transformational leadership which is about you know including people serving people yeah. uh, I think that we need to I think that we need to always show a transformational yeah. leadership even in worship leading. Yeah. So, tell me, what's uh, what's going on here in Kona nowadays? You're leading the school of worship mm-hmm. with Manuel, the Swiss Manuel. The Swiss Manuel. Yes, <laughs> and uh, we love you, bro. Oh, you're and so awesome. W- what's going on right now? What are your expectations? I mean, I, I think expectations is not a bad word. Right. You know, for yeah. the school of worship, you guys are about to start it. What is it that you want for, for the students when it comes to this area yeah. of, of worship leading? Mm. Yeah, we're excited because our students show up next week. And uh, compared to last year, where I, I really asked the Lord, don't give me a big school <laughs> last year. <laughs> I didn't want one, a big one. And, and part of it was I wanted to, I wanted to hone what the school was going to look like and, and what the school has looked like, in the, right. looked like in the past. I wanted to embody that. And then I wanted to be able to build upon that foundation mm-hmm. And then, and then have the time to be with the Lord and say, uh, Lord, you have to build this. Right. I don't want to build in my own strength. I think the, the thing that I've learned the most about myself is I like to build. Yeah. And I'm really good at building in my own strength. And I don't want to build something without the Lord. And uh-huh. so what I'm really excited about this year is the fact that I, I've had a lot of questions of people asking me, well, what did you do? How did you get more people to come? Like we're, we're having almost three times more students than we did last year. Mm-hmm. And just as much of a, a, a jump in our staff. They were like, what have you done? What's so different? Um, yeah, we had a little bit of social media presence. That was a little more than right, the right. usual. It's important. Which is so important, and that was part of it, and that was done with excellence. But I really attribute what, what is happening to the, the fact that I was in the prayer room yeah. on my face at 4.30 in the morning yep. consistently, yep. saying to the Lord, God, I need you to do this. You've spoken words over my life for this. You've spoken mm-hmm. words over my life in general. I can't do this alone. I need you. Yeah. And so I'm really excited to see that, okay, he's actually done it. Mm-hmm. So, wow, what are you going to do? I'm really actually very expectant for the quarter because he's brought so many particular types of students, too, who actually share my heart and vision for music in the world Praise in terms the of, yeah, evangelism, using music as evangelism, worship as evangelism, worship music, knowing how to lead people in mm-hmm. worship, all of this stuff, and a hunger to want to grow. And so what I'm really excited for is to see God do that. And we've actually been talking a bit about this idea of fullness in the Uniquip. Mm-hmm. And so as we talk about the head, the heart, and the hands, uh, I don't necessarily want them to get balanced in it. I want them to have the fullness in all three. That's right. 
that they would experience the fullness of what it looks like to have this knowledge of God. Yeah, the heart that he has for of all these things, intercession, Holy Spirit, all that, and then the equipped in our hands, the skills. All three, they're so important. We don't want to lack any of those. Exactly. And so I'm really excited to see uh, students step into the fullness yeah. of what God has. And, 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 you, and you have a heart of a pastor. I mean, mm-hmm. you, that's mm-hmm. what you used to do mm-hmm. in, back home in California. Yeah. And um, so obviously that is demonstrated in your heart right now for the students. You know, you want them to have, a, you want to give them everything. Yeah. Basically, equip yeah. them with everything. So can you tell us a little bit about your background? What is mm-hmm. it that you used to do? I mean, how, even, how did it even happen for you to come here to yeah. Canada? Wow, it's a, it's a pretty long story, so I'll try to keep it short. Uh, but before we were here in Kona... I'm pretty sure the people want to hear it. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, before we were in Kona, I was actually a pastor of a church in Southern California mm-hmm. in the city of Costa Mesa. And even to backtrack before that, I was there for about seven years pastoring in, in, different, in different roles of pastoring. I kind of came in, they never had a missions pastor, and so they, that's how they kind of got me in. I helped start kind of their missions program and then they transitioned me into becoming the junior high pastor right. and then I took over that and then a few years into that they're like you need to be our family pastor so then I took over this family pastoral role over mm-hmm. all the families and that looked like helping equip parents and right. parenting and marriage ministry and then children all of it was encompassed in that there was a lot of training and putting together it was wild but then even before that God had put in my heart missions my wife did her DTS here in Kona in 2008 okay. So YWAM has always been there since my wife and I met. And then before that, I was going to India a lot as right. a uh, missionary mm-hmm. through a local church that I was a part of, where right. I right. even helped with some things like a thing called a worship academy at the church. Mm-hmm. We created a program for worship leaders to get trained right. there at the church. And, right. and, uh, and so all this, God's been doing all this work in me. And then here we're, we're kind of going to the nations, but we're based in Southern California. My wife's been praying, Lord, when do we get to go back to Hawaii yeah. to, to YWAM and back into missions. And in the meantime, we've had three kids mm-hmm. and we've been putting down roots in California, buying a house, mm-hmm. all this stuff. And then the Lord says, it's time. Right. Change is coming. It's time. We're like, what does this mean? And as we see, sought the Lord, my wife really felt strong. You're going to go back into music. There was actually a period of time during that where I actually laid down music. You I was, gave it up, right? I gave it up. I was in a rock band. We played in Hollywood. I pay, <laughs> played at the Roxy. I mean, some really cool things. And we were in the middle of, uh, of recording an album. Mm-hmm. And the Lord said, lay down the band. Right. Lay down uh, writing music in general. Just lay down music. He, and he really was going after me in leadership, in teaching, in preaching, but that's a great yeah. lesson, even for what we're talking right yeah. now about leadership. Do we give our ministries? Do we give everything to the Lord? Right. You know. So. Right. Yeah. And so that really is my heart. Like we we have to be able to say like, man, this is maybe what God has actually gifted me for. Yeah. But if He's asking me to lay it down, are you willing to lay it down? Yeah. Right. Can you do? Can you lay down the exact thing that God said He yes. was promising you? That's right. And we see that with 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 Isaac. Right. Abraham was had this promise of a child, has the promised child come, and then then God says, all right, I want you to go with your son up to the mountain. Right. And, That's good. and you know, It's kind of this thing. So we can't, any gifts we have, they're from the Lord. We've, yes. We never, we don't, we have no control or he gave them to us. And if he wants us to lay it down, are we willing? Because he wants, he wants our hearts. Right. Yeah. He wants our whole lives fully. And so I did, I laid that down. And in the process, God gave me my dream guitar. And it was really funny because I just stopped everything. <laughs> and I'm like, which is, it's gave a, you the guitar you wanted. It's a Gretsch White Falcon, and I'm going, 
okay, Lord, this is you're you have quite a sense of humor here. I have laid down music and now I have my dream guitar and I'm yeah. not even doing music. <laughs> uh, but so then awesome. I it, it was a really amazing time. It was about five years. I didn't really do anything with music. Wow. I was just playing at home every once in a while, yeah. just fiddling around. Yeah. Really committed to not trying to write music at all because I was I wanted to be obedient to the Lord. And so when the word came, and then my wife was like, yeah, this is uh, released back into music. And then he spoke very clearly, you need to write an album. So I, just, I had a few months, mm -hmm. and then I just did it real quick, because then I also had this gig. I was playing at an apologetic conference. They wanted me to lead worship for it. Right. So and then I felt like the Lord said, you need to release it by that time. And I, so I, okay, I recorded the whole thing in my house, just went after it, boom, boom, boom. I had to teach myself a lot about engineering right. and, and producing and then mastering because I couldn't afford to. You know. sure. So sure. I just did it myself. I'm just learning as I go. And, mm -hmm. and I'm still I'm quite proud of the project, even though it was like I was still learning. Yeah. You know, God did a lot in my heart through that, just right. an act of simple obedience to him. And, yeah. and then as uh, this is all happening, we're just realizing, wow, the Lord is asking us to do this. So, so we said, I was kind of thinking, well, it's going to be maybe about a year. Then once we figured out it was to YWAM. Right. And then about two months after we got the word changes coming and we knew that it was YWAM, the Lord was kind of like, no, it's January. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. So here I am. I call my wife uh, from church one day. And I'm like, hey, we're going to Hawaii in January. And she's like, what are you talking about? It's September. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and we're uh, on a home. Right, we're on a home. We've got, I haven't even asked. I haven't even put an application in yet because I still have to do my DTS. You still have a job in <laughs> yeah, church. Still have a job where I'll do the stuff. And I'm trying to figure out how we're going to transition, but the Lord was so clear, and yeah. he just, boom, the moment we said, yes, we're going to do that moment, I let go of the house even. The house became an idol for a while, where mm -hmm. I had to let go. And as soon as I walked in obedience saying, oh, I'm supposed to let go of everything, it was like all the doors opened. Yeah. It just happened. And God was, it was miraculous, yeah. really. It was miraculous. And then it was such an amazing time with my family. Because yeah. I, I just really couldn't see, well, what, we got three kids, God. You could have asked us to do this a lot earlier when it was less of us, yeah. when I could see a way of somehow making money or something to provide for a family. And he's like, no, no, no. You can't take care of your family better than me. So yeah. I'm going to do this. and You have to trust me. Yeah. And even just recently, I'm reminded of uh, uh, this is guy, Dan Bauman. He's around here. I think a lot of people know Dan. The guy's Dan a legend. Yeah. I was leading worship with him for a, a Thursday night gathering about five weeks ago. And as we were getting ready to set up, the, the sound system blew up. It mm -hmm. stopped working. The mix rack went out. We had no sound. I spent about two hours trying to get it fixed with some other people, nothing. And so we called an audible, and we grabbed a couple speakers from one of the tents, from the Fire and Fragrance right. tent. And another right. friend brought a soundboard from the Heartbridge Ministry. We had the soundboard on the stage. We set up <laughs> these little speakers on the Ohana Court stages, and we just... I cut down the band, or there was like another singer, myself on guitar singing, and another keyboardist singing, yeah. who was going to be a brand new person who'd never played with us before, and right. she was here for a certain thing and was friends with Dan, and so I thought it'd be fun to incorporate sure. you. So all of a sudden, we've got this chaos going, but Dan's message that night was, let go of control yeah. and trust God, yeah. and boy, did he move, and I think that's really what has happened, what's gotten us to Kona, is we're letting go of control and trusting yeah. God. Yeah. Which is huge for worship leading. Yeah. I've seen that very often, you know, um, when it comes specifically schools of worship, we ask the Lord, Lord, when it comes specifically worship leading, Lord, what are you doing in this place? Mm -hmm. I think that we, as worship leaders, that should be the very first question that should ask the Lord. Lord, yeah. what are you doing in this place? I, I, I call that um, kingdom leading, you know? Yeah. 
when we ask the Lord, Lord, what are you doing in this place? Lord, help me to see what you're doing in this place. Lord, help me to hear your voice of what you want for these people. Mm -hmm. Those are the times that God is going to show up huge. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not about a specific song. It's not about a specific song style, you know, or right. music style. Right. But, but the question is, like, Lord, what are you doing in this place? And, and it's just so cool how in a time like you just, uh, the example that you just gave, it might seem like a time of crisis or like <laughs> everything just went really bad. Yeah. But you guys pay attention to what the, 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 the word of the Lord was in that yeah. moment, yeah. the voice of the Lord, and God showed up in a huge, huge way. Yeah. Such a part of worship it, and I think. Oh, huge part. And it was actually what was really cool is Dan got a huge confirmation later because as this thing is happening, we're, we're seeing God impact people. And as, as we were going into a ministry time at the end, but then that next day, Dan got a text message from Darlene. And she said, Dan, thank you for your obedience. Thank you. The whole night was just set up. Mm -hmm. to She goes, it impacted my heart and helped me get back to where I'm supposed to be with the Lord. Wow. That's awesome. And you just go, oh, wow. We don't know what our who our obedience is going to affect. That's right. We have no idea. There could be people who we've looked at for years and years and years. We go, man, if I could be like that someday in my walk with God. Yeah. And then it turns out that your walk with God impacted them. Yeah. You go, oh, wow. Yeah. We realize it le levels the playing field. We are all children of God. And then we're all figuring this out together. Yeah. And we go, no, no one's yet. God has anointed people for certain things, but he's looking who are the willing hearts that will do what I ask. Yeah. So, so Chris, as, as people hear this podcast, how can we pray for you? How can we pray for the School of Worship in, in Kona, Hawaii? Mm. What are you asking the Lord? What, what are some prayer requests that you want to put out there? Yeah, uh, I think the first prayer request would be that as our, our students arrive, that, that myself and my staff, we would, uh, we would work hard unto the Lord, mm -hmm. but that we would also rest unto the Lord. Yes. We want, I, I really want to impart to my staff and my students this idea of following Jesus' rhythms of work and rest. Yes, he right. modeled that for us, and, and that the best ministry we could ever do comes out of the overflow yeah. of what he's poured into us. So I don't, I don't want to do anything out of my own strength yeah. and out of emptiness, but I want to be totally full. And on a practical note, I'm a yes guy. Yeah. So I, I have to, we were just talking about it yesterday, and I have to remind myself there's things I have to say no to. So yeah. pray for me that I would say yes to everything, yeah. and that I would actually say no to the things I need to say no to, and yeah. say yes to things I'm supposed to say it's yes to. It's funny because we talked about it yesterday, yes. and it came out today in the, in the Uniquip. Yeah. Uh, so, it's a big so, deal. Yeah. So, you know, Chris, uh, just want to tell you I appreciate you. You guys are doing such a good job here in Kona with the School of Worship, the type of mentoring that you guys are doing the impartation that you guys are giving to the to the students mm. it's just very special everybody's learning from from you guys mm. and i uh, just wanted to let you know we're we're praying for you emmanuel yeah, and the rest you. of the staff you have an amazing uh staff this year just very 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 excited for what the lord is going to do in the lives of Amen. each student so any last word that you would like to say to everybody yes uh i i, I think it, it would be simply this You'll be stunned at what God does when you just simply obey Him. Yes. When you just stop and wait on the Lord, mm -hmm. and then you, you kind of go, oh, are you saying to do this? And you go, okay, I'm just going to take a step of obedience. You'll either correct me, or you'll say, yeah, you're on the right track. And then when you kind of just are hearing from the Lord that way, and you just keep taking step by step by step, you're going to be stunned That's right. That's at what right. He does. That's right. So 
Thank you so much, Chris. And thank you, everybody, for, for listening to the School of Worship podcast uh, for Jude with the Mission. God bless you all. And see you guys soon. Bye-bye.